to Eve's Corner. Eve's Corner is a show of encouragement, enlightenment, and empowerment for the people of God. And I am so happy that you've joined on today. I am Prophetess Amina Campbell, and I want to say welcome. So today's show is entitled, Allow Me to Introduce Myself. Allow me to introduce myself because, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we don't know who we are. We forget about whose we are. And we don't really know who God is. We say that we do. But we don't really know who God is because if we understood who he is, then we would understand the expectation, the benefits and the blessings that come along with being children of God. So we're going to discuss that on today. Psalm number 107. If you have your Bibles, Again, that's Psalm number 107. We're going to read three verses from that particular passage of Scripture. But before we do, we do want to bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now, God, for all that you are doing in us and through us. We thank you, God, for our many blessings. We thank you, God, for this day, this very hour, and this very moment that we will not see again. God, we pray right now for everyone who is connected to this ministry. We pray now, God, that you would bless them and keep them in your care, God. We pray now, God, that you would keep them covered. We pray now, God, that you would lift up every bowed down head. We come against the spirit of depression right now in the name of Jesus. We pray now, God, that you would bless their finances, God. Bless them holistically, God, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. God, give them everything that they need. Fill every void, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we glorify you and we praise you now, God, for sending your word forth on today with clarity and understanding. God, we thank you for reminding us who we are. God, we thank you for reminding us who you are. 
Thank you, God, for speaking to our hearts today about having a relationship with you, God. Not just reading about you, not just hearing about you, God, but having a relationship, an interaction with you, God, in the name of Jesus. Not just a momentary interaction, God, not just a feeling when we are in front of the people of God, but God, we thank you for relationship. We glorify and we praise you now, God for how you've already blessed us and kept us. We pray now, God, that you would move through this ministry on today. Touch someone's heart, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance, God. We declare and we decree that every promise that you have made us is so in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you and we bless you and praise you. It is in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Well, saints of God, Again, we are going to Psalm number 107. And again, our topic for today is allow me to introduce myself. We want to know who we are. And sometimes we're introducing the wrong person. Sometimes the person that they see may not be who we really are. The person that they think they see or the person that they think they know may not be who we really are in you. And sometimes, God, you know, we, we know that we send a representative sometimes. We are not even who God called us to be or not acting like it or looking like it or doing the things that we want to do. So we want to make sure that we know who we are today. We want to make sure that we understand some character traits of the Lord. We want to make sure that we not just understand them, but we recognize them and we look for those in the people that we interact with. We should see character traits of God when we visit Every church, we should see character traits of God when we have a conversation with every person who says that they're a saint. We should see character traits of God, even in how we talk to our children and how we interact in business. So today, these are the things that we're going to talk about. Allow me to introduce myself. Psalm number 107, because apparently, you know, with some of us, you may not know. So we're going to begin at the first verse. And the Bible reads as follows. I'm reading today from the New King James Version. And the Bible reads, beginning at the first verse, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Amen. Many of us know that scripture. And many of us, you'll often hear say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, now you know where that scripture came from. That's Psalm number 107 and 2. We want to talk about who we are. If you're the redeemed of the Lord, you ought to say so. You ought to show some signs as the old folks used to say. Because God has bought you with a price. He's redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. There ought to be something about you that mirrors Christ. So we've entered into a new year. And because of that and moving forward in our lives, it's imperative that we know some things. The first is we have to know who God is. The second is you need to know who you are and not just know, but it is important that we have a relationship with him. 
Because in the relationship, when you know who he is and you know who you are, you also know whose you are. And I'm going to tell you, people of God, his record is good with me. I know that he cannot lie. I know that he keeps his promises. I know that he watches over his word to perform it. That means that everything that God already told me that he is going to do, he is going to watch over his word and ensure that I win. He is going to watch over his word and ensure that it comes to pass. He watches over his word to ensure that everything he said is going to happen will happen. His word will not return to him void. And that's all right with me. Because I know if God said it, it's going to happen. If God told you your children would be saved, it's going to happen. If God told you you're going to get that job, it is going to happen. If God told you that you are healed it's going to happen. Your body may be disagreeing with you right now. You may not see the manifestation in the natural right now, but you have to ensure that your body and your mind are aligned with the word of God because he will do just what he said it will do. And God may even tell you that there are some things that you need to do before it comes to pass. Oftentimes he's getting us ready. It ain't that he's getting ready. He ain't got to get ready. Because remember, he's Alpha and Omega. He already knows the end from the beginning. He already knows what he wants to do in and through you. Remember, he keeps his promises. He will do just what he said he'll do. Like I said, his record is good with me. He has never failed. He has never failed. Isn't that something awesome to think about? A lot of times we make mistakes or we mess up. But God has never failed. What else do we need to know? Well, well, we need to recognize the character traits of God. We need to recognize him as healer. We need to recognize him as deliverer. We need to recognize him as provider. It's not your job. It was never about your job. God is your source. That job may be your resource. Now, the Bible says he gives seed to the sower. He gave it to you to sow back into the kingdom. And the more that you sow, the more that he bless you. The more that you sow, the more that he'll bless you. The more that you sow, the more that he will bless you. Recognize him as your provider. It's not about your job. If you lost that job tomorrow, it will not take your life. He's going to bless you with another job. He's going to bless you with a business. Whatever he has to do, he may just send the right person in your direction. But he is your provider. So he's got it covered. If you are listening right now and you don't have a job, remember, you might have got laid off. You might have got fired. They might have told you that they got too many people working and the last hired is the first fire. Whatever the situation is, if you don't have an income right now, know that God will provide everything that you need. Whether he provides it through another source, whether he blesses you with another job, whatever he does. Like I said, his record is good with me. I know that he'll provide. I've already been there and done that with and without a job. Every one of my needs was met. And I am telling you that on today. If you are listening and you don't have a job, I declare and decree that you will sit up straight, hold your head up, straighten your back and know that it's not about your job. You are not defeated. 
them letting you go was freeing you into your destiny to where God really wants you to be. Know that God is your provider. Know that he is, I am that I am. Whatever it is that you need, God's got it. If you need some peace, I am. If you need some joy, he said, I am. If you need your body healed, God said, I am. All you need to know is who he is and walk in it. All you need to know is his very character. The very essence of the character of God is love. So if you feel like nobody loves you and you're listening on today, if you're depressed and down, you think nobody cares about you because you don't have a mate or a boo right now. If you feel like because somebody said something to you at work and all of a sudden you don't feel valuable, you may feel worthless on today. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. God loves you. God loves you. Don't let that enemy tell you that nobody loves you. His very essence, his very character, his very being. He went to the cross because he loves us. And that's how we know about love. That's how we know how to love because he showed it to us in the first place. So if you're ever wondering if somebody really loves you, look at those character traits. Look and see if the things that they do mirror the character of God. Look and see if the things that they say to you mirror the character of God. And for some who are listening, you may not understand what I'm talking about because maybe he has not been introduced to you. Maybe for some who are listening, you might have been in church all your life, but you don't really have a relationship with him. Do you know him for yourself? One thing that we know for sure is that we cannot make it without him. I know for some of you, you might have tried. I know for some you thought about it. I know for some, you know, seemed like you were flying high and you were doing well in life and you seemed to be successful and, and business was going well and your finances were going well and you thought it was you until it was gone. And you said, oh, God, Lord, I'm so sorry. It was never about me. It was never about the things that I had. It was never about your worldly possessions. We can't make it without him. We cannot make it without him. And once you've gotten to know him for yourself, even your conversation begins to change. You begin to stop speaking doubt. You begin to stop speaking in fear. You stop walking around to like, oh no, I hope nothing happens. You can't make me doubt him. The old folks say, I know too much about him. I already know too much about him. So why would I walk around speaking in defeat and speaking in fear, speaking in doubt? The words that you say, if you truly know God, will reflect what you know about him. Stop talking about everything that's wrong all the time. Stop giving the devil so much credit talking about everything that he's doing. Stop building him up and use your mouth to magnify God. Your conversation should change if you truly know him. If you know him like you say you do, that's what you ought to talk about is the goodness of God. The character of God. What he's already done for you. 
That's the stuff that you should be talking about. Your mouth shouldn't always be about the negative. Your mouth shouldn't always be about the things that are going wrong. Your confession, your declaration, what you decree should always be in faith. You don't always have to talk about everything that's going bad and everything negative that happened. Your conversation, even if you say, well, it is a fact that this happened with my body. That may be a fact, but the truth is the word of God. And the word of God says you are healed in Jesus name. Yeah, it may be a fact that you don't have any money in your hand right now, but it's not the truth. The truth is the word of God. And the word of God says that if he can take care of the flowers and the grass, do you really think that he is not going to take care of one of his children? That's what the word of God says. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all of these things that you need, according to Matthew 6 and 33, will be met. All the things that you need will be provided for you. All of the things that you need will be right there. And he's an on-time God. Your conversation will change from can God to oh, God can. God can. Well, I don't know if we can do the oh, God can. I don't know if I'll have everything I need, but God can. You'll stop believing every negative doctor's report. I'm not saying there are not some things you need to do. You can't eat pig feet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can't eat fried chicken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There are some things that you may need to do. Because you have to take care of your body. Because it's the temple of God. And we're going to talk more about that today. But you're not walking around. Talking about, oh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. The devil is a liar. My body just ain't got the news yet. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Spirit, soul, and body. My mind, my heart, this physical body is healed in the name of Jesus. I don't care what you think you see. I know what the doctor said. Now I know exactly how to pray. That's what you do with the doctor's report. You learn exactly how to pray. When you have a relationship with God, you know what to say and what not to say. Your conversation will change from one of timidity or being timid all the time. I hope, I wish, well, I, I don't know, I think. So it's already done in Jesus' name. You don't have to walk around with your head down, hoping, wishing, and thinking. Because if you're going to let the word hope come out of your mouth, it ought to be, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. It's already done in Jesus' name. You just got to walk it out. You've just got to walk out what God has already said is so. All throughout. Psalm number 107, the scripture consistently boasts of the many character traits of God and the reasons that we should be thankful. 
We have so many things to be thankful for. But a lot of times we'll give the credit to somebody else. Oh, my boss gave me a raise. Oh, my boss promoted me. Baby, the Bible says that promotion comes neither from the east nor the west, but it comes from God. So they might have been the vessel. So you say thank you. But you know that you were promoted because God promoted you. It's nothing that man did in this earth. It's a whole bunch of folks with degrees. It's a whole bunch of folks with job experience. But God looked down and saw you and said, you daughter are moving to the next level. He said, you son are moving to the next level. And some of us know we've gotten promoted against all odds. Some of us have had some bosses that told us they would never promote us. Some of us have had some bosses that said that we would never go anywhere or do anything. Oh, but that devil was a liar because God promoted us. We have so much to be thankful for. Looking at verse 1 of Psalm number 107, all of those many things that we should give thanks for is summed up in his goodness and his mercy. The Bible lets us know that his goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. So as long as we live, his goodness and mercy is right there with me. And that's the reason to give thanks to God, because it's not a temporary thing. He's a good God and he's good all the time. He ain't good sometimes, even if he tells you no, even if he tells you to wait. Most of the time, those things that we ask God for are delayed, but they are not denied. So we can thank God for his goodness and his mercy. He's a good God. See, when you know him for yourself, you recognize that it's not just good as opposed to great. But he's good as in he's just so awesome that even if you had 10,000 tongues, you can't thank him enough. So to keep from trying to explain emotion or a jerk or that reaction that you have every time you think about the goodness of God and, you know, your hand may go go up. You may just have to stand there for some of us and just shake your head to make it simpler for the human mind. And you might just calm down and say, oh, just to make it plain, he's just good. And you and God know exactly the depths of how good he's been to you. As it relates to his mercy, which refers to his compassion and his forgiveness. Because y'all know you ain't been saved all your life. Yes, God has compassion on us. He forgives us daily. We mess up all the time. But he still shows compassion and forgiveness toward us, even when it was within his power to punish us. He could punish us for all the things that we've done. He could, but he's just such a loving God that he forgives us if, if we come to him and repent of our sins. That's all we have to do. Instead of punishing us, he wraps us up in his love. And he shows us mercy. My God, who wouldn't serve a God like that? And now don't think that his goodness and his mercy is not applicable to you. It applies to everybody. Because Romans third chapter lets us know that we've all sinned 
And we've all fallen short of his glory. But we've been justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, that's good news. We have been redeemed. And you also see that again in Psalm number 107 and 2. Because he said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You know that you've been bought with a price. You know that God has redeemed you. You know that he's pulled you out of the muck and the mire. See, people think that redemption is just about death, hell, and the grave. No. You got to know that you've been redeemed. You've got to know that you've been redeemed. Redeemed means to gain or regain possession of something in exchange for payment. And believe me, it's a price that you could not have paid yourself. We have been freed from death, sin, and hell. We've been retrieved. We have been recovered. We have been reclaimed. We've been repossessed. And bought back for a price. And our redemption was only possible through the blood of Jesus. Like I said, that's good news. So Jesus had to go to Calvary's cross. He hung, he bled, and he died just to buy our pardon. Just to buy our freedom. He went there as a replacement or propitiation for our sins. Therefore, we no longer have to be a slave to this world, but we are new creatures in Christ. Isn't that good news? You are a new creature because you've accepted Christ. And he's already been the replacement for your sin. You don't have to die spiritually anymore. You don't have to go to hell. Because you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that leads us to the second thing that we need to ensure that we know. We know who God is now. But you've got to know who you are. Remember, our topic for today is allow me to introduce myself. For some of us, because we didn't know who we were, or we didn't get an understanding of the word of God or read the Bible at all, or maybe nobody told us who we are in Christ. What happens oftentimes is people will name you. Now, I'm not talking about a baby being born and you giving them a name. I'm talking about those other things that they call us and we accept or we agree with. Because see, the world will call You a name according to their own lack of knowledge. They'll call you a name according to what they think they see in you. They'll call you a name according to how you're acting at that very moment. And it might have been that you did do what they said. or you told a lie or they call you a liar. No, that doesn't make you a liar. It's what you did. It's not who you are. So for everyone who is listening today, who's had negative messages, negative words, negative names, and that's everybody. We've all been called names. 
But see, we have to learn not to accept or allow people to speak over us or say things about us. And then we walk around in it thinking that's who we really are. Somebody may have told you when you were five years old because you didn't understand something at the moment that you were dumb. They might have told you as you got older or you went to junior high or high school that you were fat. You might have had some family members from the time that you were born who called you ugly. There are some people who are listening right now that down in the very depths of your soul, if you stop and think about it, maybe that's why you act like you act and you do the things that you do. Because somebody told you when you were 12 and you were trying to have five girlfriends that you were slick willy and all your life, boy, you a player. Boy, you a pimp. And so you get older and you begin to act that thing out because that's what they said about you. Actually, you were 12 and just trying to have friends. And it just happened that this person saw you. And they decided to put that label on you. And here it is all your life. You've been a whoremonger, to put it politely. And going from woman to woman to woman to woman, not even realizing that that does not make you a man. But somebody spoke that over you. Or maybe you did something that was shady or you did something that was slick. And so that became your nickname. That became your name. We call them nicknames. But don't you know, over the years, if somebody continues to call you slick, trickster, They, they, those things that they've spoken over you become a part of you. We have to learn not to accept what everybody says about us or what they say to us. Because the Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Yes, there is power in those words that they've spoken. Somebody might have called you slow and told you, that you didn't comprehend well because at that moment there was something maybe they weren't explaining properly. Maybe they didn't know how to reword it to help you to get it. Maybe they didn't know how to help you with your homework because the truth is they didn't know the answer. So they told you that you were slow. I'm telling you the devil is a liar today. You are not slow. You are not a fool. You are not retarded. You are not an idiot. In Jesus' name, you're not a thief. You are not a liar. Young ladies who are listening, you are not a slut. You are not a tramp. That is not who God says you are. That might have been your old way. But when you become a new creature in Christ, there are some things that you need to recognize and words is one of them. Because like I told you, there is power. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So you need to know who God says you really are. The word of God says that you are more than a conqueror. The word of God says that you are not a failure. 
You need to get it in your spirit today that you are not defeated. You are not sick. You are not crazy. All of those things that they said to you. In Jesus name, begin to confess out of your own mouth. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. I am healed in Jesus name. I am a child of God. I am empowered on today. I am enlightened on today. I'm encouraged on today. Begin to recognize who you really are. And I don't care if you did what they said you did. Some of you have been to jail, have been to prison, have had a hard life. But when you became a new creature, and I don't care if it happened behind prison walls, at your grandmama's house, or if you were in a sanctuary somewhere, bowed down on your knees, whenever and wherever you became a new creature, those old things passed away. So young ladies, if you were sleeping with a lot of people, those old things have passed away. You are not a prostitute. You are not a tramp. Those old things passed away when you became a new creature in Christ. This is why we have to know who we are. Because the world can see you 20 years later and remember something that you did when you were a teenager. You were in your early 20s. Maybe you did do something that was foolish. Maybe you did do something that was wrong. Maybe you were out there hustling because you didn't see another way. But I'm telling you, when you became a new creature, all of those things passed away and behold, everything about you was new. Now you can use your testimony to be a blessing to pull somebody else out of that same darkness. Because if if you in the dark and they in the dark, all you can do is have a conversation about it. But because God has brought you out of that darkness into his marvelous light. You can go back and now tell somebody else. Once upon a time, I did do that, but that's not who I am. God has brought me out. God has delivered me. God has blessed me. And today, I am a blessed woman of God. Today, I am a child of the king. Today, I'm God's chosen one. I am a peculiar people. I am blessed. I'm the head and not the tail. Back then, I might have been acting a different way. But now, my sister, my brother, I know who I am. That's what you need to tell them. Because people don't forget. And they are happy to remember some negative things. And they'll talk about it and tell everybody. Ooh, girl, I remember back when you could have lost 100 pounds. Girl, I remember when you was big as a house. Girl, you was big as the side of a house. You used to eat about seven, eight biscuits. You had two, three plates when we would go to the buffet. And you standing there a hundred pounds later and all they remember is when you used to eat too much. All they remember is how you look. They didn't know that you were depressed. They didn't know that you were discouraged. They didn't know that you were trying to hide your pain behind that food. They didn't know that you were eating yourself away because of the things that you went through as a child. 
Young ladies, they didn't realize that you were going from man to man to man. Because that's what you thought that you had to offer. Because you didn't know that there was anything else good about you. Because somebody seemed to be happy at the moment when they were sleeping with you. So they called you a slut. They called you a tramp. But they didn't know that you were hiding the pain of a rape. They didn't know that you were hiding the pain of molestation as a child. They didn't know any of those things. They just knew that your outward show is that you were going from man to man. There are some men listening right now that have gone from woman to woman to woman. Because your mother didn't talk to you right. She didn't tell you who you were in Jesus name. She talked bad to you because you look just like your daddy. She talked bad to you because he left her. Now she's talking negative to you. So you have this anger against women. Or maybe she used to abuse you and you have this anger against women. So this angry man that you seem to be on the outside is not who you are. Yes, you were angry because they didn't love on you and treat you right as a child. You didn't know what was wrong with you, but you began to act out. So now everybody just thinks that you're a whoremonger. No, that's something that you did 10 years ago. Now that you have become saved and you've become a new creature, you no longer have to act like that. You no longer have to do those things. God has something better for you. You became a new creature in him and those old habits should have died. If they haven't, you give that situation to God because that's a trick of the enemy. Knowing who you are, knowing whose you are and knowing who God is. If he's truly pulled you out of the darkness, then you let that old man die. And the new creature that you are is the one that rolls up out of the water when you got baptized. Your new man. See, baptism is an outward show of your inward belief. It's not the water that does it. But when you believe that you have come into the kingdom of God and you've chosen Christ as your Lord and your Savior. That old man dies and those old habits die with him. So don't you go back and resurrect those old habits once you've gotten saved. You walk away from that. Somebody better say, allow me to introduce myself. It is important to know who we are. There are certain things that you don't do. First Corinthians 6 and 19 says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own. So therefore you have to. Take better care of your body because this temple belongs to God. He can't dwell in an unclean temple. So that means spiritually, physically, emotionally, you have to take care of your temple. You have to do the things that need to be done so that this physical body is healthy. For this reason, because our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, this is why we live in constant conflict. Because we don't always allow the spirit man to be in control. I want to ask you this question. Do you feed your spirit man the most? Or do you feed your flesh the most? Are you consistently trying to hear the word of God? Read the word of God? Be engulfed 
in the things of God? Or are you constantly listening to worldly music? Which tells you that you're somebody else or may cause you to want to do some things that are outside of the will of God. If you constantly feed that to yourself, that is exactly where your mindset will go. For some of you right now, I can call the names of some singers and you'll think about some stuff that you've done that was ungodly. Luther Vandross, Keith Sweat, y'all know, Jodeci, H-Town. You can think about some things that you might have been doing that were ungodly because the natural body, your flesh wants pleasure all the time. It always wants to feel good. Now, I can also go back and say Shirley Caesar, Ja'Kalen Carr, Yolanda Adams, Kirk Franklin. And you'll think about when you were in maybe a church setting or when you were encouraged or when something was not going well with you and you turned on this gospel music by these gospel singers and it lifted your spirit. You can listen to Ja'Kalen Carr sing everything attached to me wins. It's my winning season. And you'll begin to feel empowered. That's why we have to feed ourselves more spiritually. If you want to grow in God, we need to be surrounded by the things of God. We need to be surrounded by people of God. We can't always hang out in low places and expect to still feel spiritual when we get up. Now, the old folks may not have known how to how to word that. But what they said is if you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. People of God, when you've been brought out and you know who you are, you ain't laying down with dogs anymore. Again, that's your old man. That's your flesh. That's that natural man that should have died. When you became a new creature. But some of us have gone back to give that joke a mouth to mouth resuscitation and tried to bring back that old man. Some of us have gone back and resuscitated that person in us that wanted to fight all the time because they got on your nerves. I am telling you that is not who you are. It might have been what you did. But you need to feed your spirit. The natural man, your flesh is not always focused on God. And don't think just because you said it, it was true or righteous because it came out of your mouth. Everything that you say ain't deep and holy. So watch your words. You need to make sure that you're focused on the word of God so that that's what comes out when opposition comes. It's the word of God that enlightens us. So that we can understand the will of God for our lives. Many of us say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. But guess what? The more you seek out the word of God, the more you'll understand the will of God. But because your flesh doesn't want to do that, again, there is going to be conflict. That's why the scripture tells us to let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to let him work in you. And see, then when you get your mind out, you can get the rest of you out. You can get your body out. You can get your emotions out. You can get your heart out. But you have to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to continue to speak faith. You have to continue to have hope in God. 
Your flesh ain't always walking around joyous. It ain't even happy all the time. It always finds a reason that something is missing. Something is not right. Something is wrong. So put on the mind of Christ and constantly keep on that helmet of salvation. Stay in your full armor. Don't take that armor off and on as you please. But you keep on the armor of God. And it's not always to protect us from them. Sometimes God has to protect us from ourselves. He's protecting you from you because you know you will act up from time to time. That's why you cannot let your flesh be in control. Know who you are. Walk in who you are. Walk in who Christ has made you. Because it's he that has made us and not we ourselves. He's the potter. We're just the clay. We're supposed to be willing vessels. So whatever he wants to make us and mold us and have us to do, we just have to be willing vessels. And it's then and only then when you know who you are that you begin to act like it and walk like it and talk like it. Because if you don't know who you are and nobody's told you who God says you are, you're not walking in it. You're not acting like it. Then you're able to operate in faith and your praise becomes more reverent. Because it's nothing to do with your circumstances. It's not based on how much money I have. It's not based on how many clothes I have. It's not based on how cute I feel today. My praise is reverent because I know who God is. Because your situation may change at any moment. You can't decide to not praise God because you're dealing with something right now. So with my hands, my feet, my mouth, I will praise God. Whether I'm on my job, in my car, or I'm at home, I will praise God. I don't have to be in the sanctuary to give God praise. But definitely when we get to the sanctuary and all the saints come together, it should be like hot coals. And we should keep each other warmed up. If I come in with a praise on my lips and you come into the sanctuary with a praise on your lips, it can't be anything going on except praise when we all come together. That's why the Bible says forsake not the fellowship. We need to come together because we give each other encouragement. We can lift each other up. And you can look at your neighbor when you get to the sanctuary and say, allow me to introduce myself. Baby, I didn't know who I was at first, but oh, now that I know. Now that I know who God is, now I know who I am. He changed me. I know whose I am now. I don't belong to the streets. I don't belong to the world. I don't belong to them folks who told me that I was slick willy. I don't belong to those people. I belong to God. It has to be our confession. It has to be constant. You have to constantly feed your spirit man. So that you remember who you are. And then your confession becomes, I am holy. I am forgiven. I am justified in God. I'm free. I've been adopted into the beloved. I am reconciled to Christ. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am declared not guilty. Because of what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago on a hill called Calvary. Because he saved me. 
in him dying and resurrecting on that third day morning, he saved me from death, hell, and the grave. And I don't just mean when I get to heaven. I mean, even in this earth, there are some things that belong to me. There are some benefits of salvation. There are some benefits of being redeemed. Forgiveness of sins, healing from all diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He gives us loving kindness and tender mercies that we don't even deserve because he redeemed us. The Bible says in Psalm number 103 and 5, he satisfies us with good things. So who told you that you had to be a second class citizen? Who told you that you had to settle in a relationship? The Bible says he satisfies us with good things. The word of God also lets us know that he renews us. He is the God of another chance. He refreshes us. He puts us on a reset, people of God. You on a reset. When you give your life to Christ, that old man is dead. God has given you a reset, a do-over. And now you can walk in the newness of that salvation. Because of Jesus going to the cross, he took with him oppression. Oppression doesn't belong to you. You don't have to be in poverty. You don't have to walk around in lack. You don't have to walk around void. Oppression does not belong to you. He gives us revelations, awareness, and knowledge. He doesn't just leave us hanging. He'll give us knowledge about everything we ask him about. He'll give us knowledge about how to raise our children. He'll give us knowledge about our finances. He'll give us knowledge about marriage. He gives you revelation, awareness, knowledge about everything that you ask him. He gives us mercy and grace. He's not a vengeful God and always waiting to trap us and punish us. Who told you that? He's a loving God. And every single day we get new mercy. He already knew we were going to do it before we did it. God don't hold grudges. But he sees us through. He looks at us through the blood of Jesus. Therefore, he doesn't give us what we deserve. He helps us to get through it. Whatever your it is. And then he'll continue to cleanse us and make us whole again. He knows everything about us. He knows and remembers our frame. He remembers that we're dust. He knows your beginnings. He knows your very makeup. He knows you internally and externally. He knows where you're weak. He knows what things make you strong. He knows when you have a troubled mind. So you have to remember because he knows me inside and out. I don't have to walk around depressed and with my head down. Where I'm weak, he's making me strong. Because I'm redeemed from that old man.
So now you can't use, oh, I'm, I, I'm just a woman as an excuse anymore. As a flower in the field, God intends for you to flourish. He intends for you to do well. He intends for you to bounce back. Don't just go over there and wallow in something negative that happened to you. You know the flowers in the field keep on growing and coming back season after season. I don't care how many times you mow them over. Well, God expects you to bounce back that same way. He gives you your time to flourish. When you become his, he'll even give you back the time that you lost. Have you ever wondered why so many Christians look so young and are so vibrant and happy and seem to have life? Because God causes them to flourish. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. See, the reason that we confess negative things is because we don't either don't know or we just don't care. It's time to be enlightened today, people of God. Today, you have an opportunity to know. For every subject you can ask, go to somebody who knows the word. And nowadays, you can just use your phone or the internet and research any topic and look for a scripture on that topic. You pray for wisdom. You read your word. You ask God for whatever it is that you need. Since you know that the power of life and death is in your tongue, you need to start rebuking those negative words spoken over you. Start rebuking that past stuff that keeps trying to come back up in you. Rebuke that old man that keeps trying to come back to life in you. And you speak the word of God over you your household, and whatever your situation is. What is your confession? Are you confessing the word of God? Do you know who you are? Allow me to introduce myself. I am a child of the king. You better ask somebody. Stop walking around negative. Stop walking around saying what the world says about you and rehearsing that information. It's not who you are. It is not who you are. Know who God says you are. Recognize the character traits of God. Because when you get to know him, you'll know that you belong to him. And you'll understand not just who you are, but whose you are. And when you understand that, you'll do things differently. I told you his record is good with me. The more I begin to understand him, the more I get to know him, the better off I am. Thank you all so much for joining. This has been Eve's Corner. I pray that you've been blessed, empowered, encouraged, and enlightened by the word of God on today. On today, you can walk away saying, this is my winning season. I'm a winner in Jesus. I'm not a loser. I am not defeated. I am not a failure. You can hold your head up high and walk with your back straight because God has big plans for you. 
If you'd like to donate to Campbell Ministries, simply go to my website, campbellministries.com. And I am asking that you will partner with me. Although the gospel is free, ministry costs. So I'm asking that you'll commit to sowing into this ministry on a monthly basis. Pray and ask God for the amount that you need to sow. I am not asking for any specific amount. Whatever you can do to be a blessing to this ministry, I am grateful. As a partner of this ministry, I am committed to intercede on your behalf and keep you lifted up before the Lord. That's our exchange. Campbell Ministries is doing some great things. Not only am I available to minister and officiate services, but I also provide job readiness trainings, job relevance trainings, as well as business etiquette trainings for your churches, for your organizations, and for your community at large. We also minister to young ladies and their families through your big sister's closet. Your big sister's closet is organized to provide prom attire to young ladies who otherwise wouldn't be able to attend their senior prom. So if you have gently used formal wear, such as evening gowns, cocktail dresses, or any cocktail attire of all sizes, we need all sizes because these young ladies come in all shapes and sizes, then please donate. Donate those items to Campbell Ministries so that we can be a blessing to these young ladies. And you can send those to my P.O. Box, P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. Again, that's P.O. Box 16214, Jackson, Mississippi, 39236. We also have a book club. We have a Facebook page. Go and check out the Facebook page. Join partner. The book club is called the Women's Empowerment Book Club. And the Facebook page is simply Campbell Ministries. And we do need more members. We also need more book suggestions for our book club. Our goal is to simply be a blessing to the people of God and encourage you to keep pressing. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Oh.